Welcome to season two, episode number 12 of What's, What's Through I'm Shelly. I'm Bianca. And I'm Deanna. And here we come together to serve the brew. We are serving in more ways. (laughs) That is definitely an understatement. (laughs) Currently, an understatement. Uh, What what a day! What a difference a day makes. Like I feel like my life has completely changed. (laughs) Right. For the better. (laughs) For the better, absolutely. Um, If I thought I was busy before, watch out now. (laughs) I am definitely busy now. Um, it's always something to do. Um, but as you guys might or may not, may or may not know, we opened our doors to our very first location of our cafe. Um, we are open. It's like one day we were, we were closed <laughs> or the hat <laughs> opened, and then the next day we were open. So how are you guys feeling and doing it? All that good stuff. Uh, you know, we kind of talked about it in the last podcast, but I was like, um, I, I don't know if it's setting yet. I don't know if it's real. <laughs> like, pinch me. So, um, it's been very exciting. A lot of, you know, family support, friend support, you know, people are messaging right now. I'm coming tomorrow. I'm like, we're not there. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's been exciting. Yeah, so currently, for anyone who doesn't know, we are a current weekend cafe, but um, it, it's given us a chance to kind of open slowly and um, make sure that our recipes are A1, make sure that we find out who our customers are. Um, we kind of learn more about the business, you know, kind of while the business is open. Um, but I think that's only going to allow us to be showstoppers, you know, in the end. Um, and location number two. How y'all feel? I feel great. I feel absolutely awesome. Yeah, it's been amazing. Um, you know, I like the the flow of how things are going thus far with the weekend opening, but uh, we definitely got some big plans for a grand opening soon. So <laughs> maybe that'll make it sink in and make it real when yeah. we have all the pomp and circumstance behind the official official grand opening i so, think more so. to come. i For think sure. so. we'll be grand opening and reopening and soft opening and all those good openings but <laughs> if you have time you can find yourself to the water tower place uh, water tower place 835 uh, north michigan in chicago it's a landmark downtown it's a beautiful building um you can shop there all day and you know drink cafe cocoa latte all night <laughs> <laughs> see us in our in our space and catch the vibe it's a beautiful place it's um it's been referred to as cute um i think cute and classy and chic um you know i feel like if i was a customer walking into the door i would definitely um look the part it reminds me of like gossip girls or you know uh sex in the city type place to kind of go and chill and hang with friends so i love our cafe (laughs) So um, we are back with a brand new episode of What's Brewing Sis podcast. Um, anything else that I miss saying of, in regards to the cafe that we want to make sure that everybody knows? Visit us Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Anything Friday else? hours. Friday and Saturday, we're 11 to 8. Sunday, 12 to 6. Um, you know, stop on here. We have something for everyone, not just coffee. We have coffee, tea, hot cocoa, lemonade 
uh, sweet tea, hot tea, plus our pastries. Um, and we'll be adding more to the menu and featuring items as we go along. So just come enjoy. You won't you won't be disappointed. Yeah, Bianca said a few times over the weekend, come test drive or pull up on me. Pull up pull on me. me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you are near uh, or not near and you just need to get close, uh, come pull up on us. Um, we would definitely love to see everybody there. So without Thanks to everybody who came last weekend. We don't oh, know. for sure. We want to show those so. pictures and post those pictures in so everybody can see, you know, um, the support of our family has been unstoppable. Mm -hmm. They even went into other stores and told people to come into our. Yes. <laughs> They've been um, promoting us at different stores and getting cars. And I'm like, what? What's happening? Absolutely. So, yes. Even a tip on what we can do to kind of like expand our brand and expand our business so that does not go unnoticed it's very appreciative and a lot of those Absolutely. things we're going to do we're going to implement so thank you everybody that came out over the weekend and i hear some people are coming back just because so we might be the new cheers of the water tower place okay. hey, right? <laughs> all right everybody knows your name where everybody knows your name um, we just get a, people, a couple people asking if we sell alcoholic beverages. It's like, no, guys, we don't. You know, this, this <laughs> we don't have any alcohol. We're creating a, a, a fun place for everybody to come chill oh, out. So I'm not surprised that someone said that. Um, <laughs> without further ado, we definitely want to get this, this show started. So we're we're back to doing um, a new episode with Latte Letters. So we can't do a Latte Letters show without Kim. So Kim will be back. Our Kim is here today um, to, you know, we, we're going to bring her back. Everybody had fun with her last time. So get in the comments. We know these letters are juicy and fun. <laughs> Participate, you know, and yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. But let me just bring Kim up. Kim Purdue is back for a new episode of What's Brewing Sis podcast. Kim is a professional life coach who gives great advice on how to maneuver through relationships. She is big on self-reflection and allowing clients to see themselves as something other than a victim. We can't do a latte letter show without Kim. So grab your popcorn, maybe a glass of wine, responsibly, and kick back and enjoy the live comments. Enjoy this new episode of What's Brewing This Podcast. Hey everybody! Hi, Kim. Come on, cheers! I was literally—I <laughs> <laughs> literally start singing the song and then, yes. yeah, I love it. Yes, yes. I was singing it so for some reason the Golden Girls in my head, and I'm like, wait a minute, it's a different sitcom, but <laughs> it still fits, you know. Thank still you. Still fits. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So I, we are so glad to have you back on our show. What have you been up to since you've been on or, or when you were last on? Yeah, well, thank you all for having me on again. I, I love talking to you ladies. And look, y'all have the audience going. <laughs> These latte letters are juicy. So <laughs> thank you for, for letting me be a part. Um, so I have continued, you know, to coach and speaking and actually i am a, i sing too so i'm a part of a, a a group and or a band i should say and we did an aretha um tribute this weekend over the weekend so that was Ooh, a 
That's exciting. Last we had yeah. a Saturday show. And you know, people love Aretha. Y'all yeah. know you can yeah. you can feel her love and her pain. Mm -hmm. So them people now especially that Sunday crowd because that's that church crowd. Yeah. <laughs> and Aretha girl. was was from the church. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I've I've had going on. That is very that's cool. Awesome. I love Aretha. Um yeah, she is definitely one one artist that my parents I grew up listening. Uh so that's awesome. Where were you guys, Kim? We were at the Madison Street Theater. So oh, this one was over out west. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Very cool. They normally do like, you know, uh, they do musical theater there. Mm -hmm. okay. That's what it's for. Yeah. But we came and, you know, brought our band and turned it out, you know. Well, we are fans <laughs> of live music. So <laughs> that's that is our jam. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, we, we, we have to check that out. So keep us posted and, and definitely let us know when you'll be having that show again because we want to promote it and then also make sure that we attend. <laughs> the, the band leader will love that. She'll be okay, so happy. Be awesome. so thank you. Me too. Uh, so like we do always, we're going to start off with some icebreakers and then we're going to get into the uh, latte letters. So our first icebreaker describe yourself using one word. One word. Who wants to take that one first? I'll go first. I'll okay. say resilient. Ooh, I love it. Yeah, I'll say resilient. Love that. Yes. Diana, you, you, you stole my word. I had this exercise before, and that was the word <laughs> I used. So let me think. I'll say busy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good word to use right now. Uh, I'll go next and then Kim will let you go last so you can leave that. Um, I'm going to say optimistic. Uh, or I'm going to say optimistic. I'm always hopeful. I'm always, you know, positive, positive um, swing, you know, so I'm going to say optimistic. What about you, Kim? I, aware. 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 That's how I would describe myself. Um Especially during this time in my life, I'm, I'm, you know, very intentional about a lot of stuff. But my self awareness had, well, I have to say aware because one word. <laughs> but you know what? It's helped me to stay out of things <laughs> that's not going down the path I want to go. Um, it helps me know who I can and can't talk to in a given moment because I know what triggers me. Um, I know what triggers me to be upset, and I know what triggers me to be happy. So I need to get into a good space. I know exact. I'm aware enough of myself to be able to do that. So, aware. I love that. That's a good one. I definitely think with the when you know when life gets busy and you know yeah. things get hectic, um, you can overlook yourself. You know, in those. Oh, yeah. So I think being aware is a awesome um, one self word to describe yourself. Yeah. Yep. That's my right. next up. Do you consider yourself a romantic? I would say yes and no. Okay. It's like I'm definitely like, like I like the cute stuff, but I'm not necessarily into it at the same time. Like I like the idea of it. Do you give it um, or receive it? 
Oh, I'm I'm very much into receiving it, but giving it, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like let's take a gondola ride. That looks. Really I love good. it. I, don't know. <laughs> I love that. Although I do want to take a gondola ride, but yeah, yeah, I want to do that in Italy and like have the guy in the striped shirt do the thing. So maybe I'm a little romantic. Discovering <laughs> something to do by myself. Vienna. Um, sometimes. Oh, I would say not all the time, but sometimes. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm for right me, circumstances. <laughs> yes, for me, I am definitely more of a receiver of the romantic than to like plan it. I know um, Bianca definitely called me out a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago to be a little bit more like, you know, do this. That would be so nice, you know. <laughs> uh, so I'm surprised that she doesn't consider herself to be more of a romantic. But um, yes, I definitely. I'm a romantic. I love romance. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I agree with all you ladies. <laughs> I'm a romantic most of the time, but I'm mostly the receiver. So <laughs> I do. Um, I got. I have to get intentional about giving it. Yeah. But you know, you can only really do that if the guy is like the same. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he that. Yeah. Know? But yeah, I I eat it up. It's just like juice. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh my God. Yeah, I'm, I'm a person. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I love to see, you know, guys um and girls too think outside of the box to do something to make somebody else smile. I think that's just so it's it's a beautiful thing, you know. Y'all are challenging me with this question because I got to do. I need to do better in that area. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I think yeah. it depends on the partner. Like some yeah. people are, you know, partners aren't into all the pomp and circumstance. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know a lot of guys who receive flowers, but who knows? Guys might like flowers. God, look, uh, some guys like flowers. Our guys definitely like flowers. And given that I worked for a company that sold flowers for several several years, it was told to me, like, you've never gotten me flowers and you work, you know, for mm, Wow, that's real. They, do. they 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 enjoy being appreciated. They enjoy and it doesn't do. really have to be flowers and chocolates, you know, things that girls like, but it could be something that they like, you know, that sure. you the time and, and yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm, they like they like cologne and body yeah. wash and stuff. They yeah. do anything, really. Anything. I definitely. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kim. No, I was just gonna say that I'm very good at showing the appreciation. Mm -hmm. I got that down because I studied people, and I, you know, it, because I'm so self-aware, it, it helps me be aware of other people and what mm -hmm. they like and stuff like that. But I don't know if that would be considered romantic. Y'all got my mind going now. So I <laughs> It's so like good. you, I'm very receptive to what people may like. And so I love like Christmas is my favorite holiday. Okay. So I love to give gifts and I'll like pay attention throughout yeah. the year. Somebody, you know, my husband one year wanted a new laptop, but he didn't ask me for a laptop. So yeah. like when he got it, he was just so surprised. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> When it yeah. comes to giving gifts. Yeah. You definitely do. You are a great gift giver. Thank you. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, what is your favorite perfume? 
Um, I would say currently Gucci guilty. Oh, that smells good. Yeah. That smells good. Yeah. But it changes. You know, my favorites change a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so right now I still like uh Versace Yellow Diamond, but yeah, it changes. I love that one. And you introduced mm -hmm. that one to me. Um, my favorite is is a company called Ombre Blends. Um, I'll never forget the first time I smelled this. Someone literally just walked by me and I've never asked, like, what do you have on? Um, but this smell was so unique and it was so it was just so different and clean and it just was very airy. But you guys, I, I normally I give like the small sample sizes so everybody can try one. Um it, it's the most beautiful scent I've ever smelled. Oh wow. It's not overpowering, it's it's beautiful. Oh, nice. I love those scents where, like, nobody knows where to go to get them. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like one of those scents. <laughs> uh-huh. It is. Yeah. I love Time for Black Orchid. That's my favorite and has mm -hmm. been for years. It's probably because it's so patchouli forward and that that I, I love it. So I that's that's my staple yeah. favorite. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. We all have smelling good and all those things. <laughs> uh, and then last icebreaker what is your favorite cereal if you have a favorite cereal or your current favorite i'll say my current favorite is honey nut cheerios i could probably eat that every day <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a big cereal fan um yeah i can't i probably couldn't even tell you the last time i ate cereal so that's okay. I like, uh, have a yeah, I, like, uh, I like special K vanilla and almonds. Hmm. I used that used to be my favorite. Um, but honey, um, honey nut Cheerios is also my favorite too. Mm. Honey nut Cheerios gang. Yeah. <laughs> I I um like Deanna, I have not had cereal in years, but when I used to smash cereal, <laughs> golden grams all the way. Oh, good Golden grams, she got you. Golden grams. Okay, okay, golden grams. <laughs> it's crunchy. Got that crunch. And then, yeah. And I got to have the crunch. I got to have the crunch. Yeah. Yes. The cereal is one of those things. It's like it's become a pregnant <clears throat> craving because I wasn't really into cereal before. But um, after our years after, um, a lot of my pregnancy cravings have stuck with me, so it'll come and go. Wow. Um, for cereal, but yeah. Honey, that's cereals. It's a thing. So I'll read that one. Uh, so letter one, uh, I do. I am a 40, I am 40 years old, and my fiance and I have been together for 16 years. He is the father of my two sons. Recently, he proposed, and he said he's ready to get married. He told me that he's never been in love like this with any other woman. We were in sheer bliss until a month later. After he asked me to marry him, a woman called me and told me that she's been dealing with my fiance for 10 years. When I confronted him, he confessed and apologized. He told me at the time that he started the affair, he was feeling low and he was having some issues with himself. I forgave him. Then two months later, I found out about another woman that he's been dealing with for many years as well. I had no idea about the side relationships. He's always been very attentive and present with me and our children. He suggested couples counseling. I don't really know who this guy is anymore. 
I'm trying to make it work, but it's painful and so hard to work past betrayal, lies, and deceit. What do you think I should do? Should I believe that he's a changed man and marry him? What say ye? <laughs> run, Forrest, run. <laughs> I mean, to me, that's difficult because you, you have those all those years in and you have children. She has they have a family. Yeah. Um, I remember when we first talked about this, you know, before I was, you know, I saw it the way I saw it. But to add along with it, yeah, that's that's tough. But she just may need to realize she got a cheater. You know, she could marry him, but she just needs to realize, you know, you know, go into it with an open mind to have an open marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think if she stays with him, because I can imagine that's hard to walk away from. Yeah. She stayed with him all those years. She wants to be with this man. Um, and I, I'm going to assume, I don't know all the information, but I assume he's doing something so wonderful to keep have kept her around that long. And they not be married. Yeah, so, she has to be being fulfilled in some way. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. She just may need to, you know, understand he's gonna be with other women. Be, and I have, I had a question. I know we can't answer it, but the other question I would ask too: the woman that came to her that said they had been dealing for ten years, mm-hmm. like had he cut that off? Right. <laughs> you know what I That's mean? That's a good question. Yeah. So. I think she I think her first line of defense is to see who else he's in a relationship with mm-hmm. before they get married. Yeah. I know you mentioned one thing you said, um, you know, he just might be a cheater. So is that the, is that a thing? Like, you know, are people just well cheaters for life, you know, do they have their license <laughs> to cheat? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I mean, and that's kind of bad to say, but there are some people in this case we'll say the man in this. He's he needs to have more than one woman, and not just for sex. This other woman he was with for ten years, that wasn't just for sex. That was a relationship. Yeah. So he may prefer the different, you know, more than one. I guess is what I'm saying. So, which really kind of that's when you want to bring in the poly conversation, which is difficult to have. Uh, when we get into the facts of does he have the finances to take care of more than one woman? Does he have the emotional capacity to pour into more than one woman? But also, is that something that she's willing to right to accept? <laughs> because yeah. it was unknown to her for all these years. So like she said, I don't even know this person anymore. You, The person you thought you knew is not who, you know, that was a well, I guess, kept representative for a while, but I would feel like everything that we built was based on a lie. So uh, it would be hard for me um, to just accept the word, him saying, I'm a changed man and I want to marry you. It would, it would definitely take more than that, but I don't know that I would have the gumption to try to make it work, even like for the sake of the kids, because I'm like, what does that really mean? I'm teaching my kids to be in a dysfunctional situation or, you know, let someone like just walk all over you. Because to me, like if, th- if those boundaries that were crossed were the deal breakers for her, 
then there's really nothing to talk about. I hope you are a changed man, but go be changed with somebody else. Come on here. Ooh. <laughs> I, um, I just I think it's just so many variables to this. Like one, what was your relationship ten years ago? Were y'all actually a couple? Like, you know, because we don't ask that question. We hear, oh, we've been together for sixteen years, but what was the nature of your relationship? 10 years ago were you actually a couple or were you just hanging out you know that's that's one um two although i can appreciate the fact that he was such a good liar this whole time i really do appreciate i hate a sloppy cheater like (laughs) fool me (laughs) like fool me all the way let me be like dang how could you do this like but you just being all out with it is disrespectful in my opinion. Um, but with that being said, you've been lying for 10 years, bro. I can't. I, I just can't even see how we get past that because now not only have you broken my trust, I have been believing that you were the guy who I thought you were all of this time. And now all of a sudden you're not. It's like, well, what else don't I know? So I don't know if I would personally be able to ever get to the point of giving that person 100% trust. So if I know I can't give you 100% of my trust, it's no point in us being together. I, I hate to see couples where like they don't trust each other for anything and going through each other's phones and doing all these things. And it's like, well, if you don't trust that person, then why are y'all together? Yeah. Yeah. I ain't got that type of time. <laughs> yeah. I- A lot of work. I, I think I think this for me it brings up this that what you just said came about being aware like you do you have to ask yeah. yourself that question like mm-hmm. is this okay for me um, and I think for some people it is okay and that's why they do stay you know maybe she did find out about the ten year relationship and I would hope that it had ended but um, you do you have to ask yourself like am I willing to um, be cheated on you know and 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 am i happy in that situation i wouldn't be of course um i couldn't i sleep i want to sleep with one eye open um i want to trust my mate and love my mate but i also want that same respect back from my mate too mm-hmm. and i feel like if you can't do that then nah girl get out, get out and i think if you're asking the question like should i stay or should i go then you probably want to go yeah you know so yeah, I think, I think then, I, I, we seek validation from other women to say like, well, what would you do? Would you, would you mm. stay? Would you give them another chance? Would you give them another try? But I think she could just be with a serial cheater. Uh, or if if she accepts the open marriage situation, is it open on both ends? Like, do she get to date other people? Um, and I mean, to some people, it'd be like, well, what's the point of even? But for some people, that's what works for them. So, yeah, but I would gather to think that the man probably wouldn't be open to her being with other men. (laughs) Although he has other women, you know. Which is pretty selfish. It is selfish, yeah. But then is she going to want to do that because she's not a cheater? Right, right. So she probably it wouldn't be cheating if it was all fair, you know. It's like it's not cheating if you agreed to open well, marriage. Yeah, but but I guess I agree. I, I what I'm saying though is she 
apparently doesn't want anyone outside of him. So that you, when we are focused and we're committed and then now it's like, okay, well, Hey, I'm with other people. You can be too. If that's not anything you've ever wanted to do, you probably not just going to run out and do it. Right. It, it takes a mindset to do that. But also if I were speaking with her, I would ask her, like, did you see any signs? Mm -hmm. I can't imagine, particularly, and I, I like this, but I'm going to be honest. Uh, typically, men are not really good at covering cheating, <laughs> right? So you mean for like over a decade, there was no sign. I was in a, a relationship and <clears throat> he was doing certain things that was questionable. And then I found out he had a whole other relationship with somebody else. So when he and I talked, I said, oh, this is why you did this. And this is why you told me don't come to Okay, so there were signs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for me, before I knew that he cheated, I knew I wasn't happy, mm -hmm. right? It, because of his behavior. So that really was enough for me to walk away. I don't have to know all these exactly other people why, right? right? So I just can't... I, I don't know the situation, but I'm I'm wondering like you didn't see no sign. Yeah, I, I would question too like what's his profession. So I I knew a guy once upon a time who um yeah to me I would have felt like he, there's no time or space or opportunity for him to be with anybody else because he would be literally like at my house the moment I got off work, uh and he would leave my house to go to work. So I'm like I was definitely oblivious to the fact that he had a whole nother relationship, but he was messing with somebody at work. <laughs> so yes, it was okay for her to only be with him at work. I'm like, mm -hmm. that makes no sense. Like literally, you know, they was messing around in the car at work and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean, that says a lot about you that that was okay. Um, and she, might <laughs> have had she may have had a whole, like, she may have had you know, a whole Oh, no. Eventually, she didn't want to be the girl in the shadows that he was messing with at work. So she called me and, you know, oh, and see, um, like she ended up having a baby vibe and all that type of stuff. <laughs> so, I'm like, so, you know, but it's not cool. It's like she's made all these decisions. And now that she's mad about her choice, mm -hmm. now she's finna pull you in it. Right. Yeah. I, I've had the, I've had those that conversation right. twice in my life. And the first one, I was extreme I was very young. Um, so it was like, Oh my god, yeah. this is hard to know. But then that second time, I'm like, nah, see, we're not gonna do this. Like, <laughs> no, I am not the, the, the person that you're gonna get all the answers from. Like I'm gonna Thank I'm you. gonna tell you what I know just for the simple fact, like, hey, look, we're we're both women and we were both deceived in the situation, but Look, I ain't got all the answers, so it's, I'm not. Yeah, like it's not happening. So I, I think, I think that conversation alone can be such a waste of time. Like, don't come to me because the person that you're gonna get the answers from is this the person that's cheating, and you may not get the answers from him. Um, so yeah, yeah and also that other woman doesn't even <clears throat> owe you a conversation. She does not. Ooh. She does yeah. not owe you a conversation. She does not owe you an explanation unless she's like a friend of mine. Like yeah. if my that's man that's cheating on me with somebody who's my friend, you about to catch these hands. That's what but I'm also mean. like, 
Like, but if you're like some random person, she no, don't you, owe me nothing. Right. Like, she don't I owe me agree, a conversation. Right. She don't owe me anything. Uh, we don't even have to talk about it, sis. Like, Actually, you still with the band? Like, what you what you beefing with me for? Like, yeah, we, should, we like, might as well be friends, and you're gonna still be right. laid up next and to be me. Like, like, oh, he at your house on Thursday? Okay, girl. Um, like, you know, I, I just yeah, yeah, that can get messy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, what I don't hear often about as many people, and, and maybe it, it, it's, you know, it's just not spoken, but like a lot of people staying with people and knowing that they cheat. Do, is, do you think that that's a thing? Like, do people just yeah. say, I know I'm being cheated on and I'm just, look, I'm just going to stay because I love this person. It happens. I don't think it necessarily be because they love the person so much, but sometimes people feel like they stuck you know they they have their children they um they want their family or the appearance of the family um they have financial restraints whatever the case yeah. may be they make it make sense in their mind it's you know some people say stuff like well as soon as these kids turn 18 um and they still be there after the kids gone with school and everything got grandkids <laughs> <laughs> Some yeah. people do stay for love. They feel like I love this person. I'd rather have a part of him than none of them. Um, so there are some people who stay in the relationship with the man is cheating and they feel like, well, at least I'm the main chick. Like you hear main chick a lot. At yeah. least I'm the main chick. Whatever you do with them is whatever. But he going to take care of home first. So there are a lot of people who, you know, stay in the relationship because they feel like they're at least they're the top dog. And, you know, and he just out giving the other girls a scratch. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a lot of reasons why people stay in those type of relationships. But, you know, you have to figure out if it works for you enough at the end of the day. Yeah. Thanks. Sad. <laughs> All right. Y'all ready for letter number two? Yes. 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 Letter number two. Am I the sad chick? <laughs> <laughs> I've been dating my boyfriend for two years now. We live together and the relationship has been great. He's an amazing man and wonderful father. He gets his kids every other weekend and one day out of the week. The past weekend, I went with him to drop the kids off and no one was home. He says we have to wait here for their mom. He said we don't have to wait here for their mom. Let's go inside. That's the moment I find that I found out that he has a key to her house. I feel like some boundaries have been crossed. I wasn't comfortable with this. Previously, she had changed her job situation and she needed to work overnight. She asked him to come over and stay the night with the kids. During the time, he also considered sacrificing one of his jobs to make the situation more manageable for them as parents. I understand that he's the father of the children but there's no boundaries to what she can ask of my man. Just recently, they started doing a home-based business as a team together. He feels like I shouldn't have an issue with any of this. His answer to everything is I'm doing this for the well-being of my children. I don't want to interfere with this relationship with his children or their mother, but this is interfering with our relationship. He's considering breaking up with me because of how I feel. I also explained to him that they, I'm sorry, I also explained to him that what they're doing together makes me feel like they should be together instead of us. 
I don't feel like he's taking full, he's taking my feelings into consideration. Help me to understand if I'm out of line, I'm starting to feel like an extra. Mm. That's a lot. <laughs> that sounds like my story was being read. Is really? I've, I've totally been in that exact situation. Oh. Exact situation. And of course, uh, the kids. It's my, the kids. The, yeah. Yeah. This is what I'll say, you know, because people do things for different reasons. There's um on, um what is it? Put a ring on it this season. That's one of the issues between a couple. You know, he still, he goes to the baby mama house. or And she's his ex-wife. And he's over there. He keeps the kids and, and all that. And the girlfriend is like, that's inappropriate. Like, I'm not comfortable with it, you know. Um, she may not be the side chick, but she is not a priority. Mm -hmm. She's not even being considered. Um, yeah. Now, for me and my situation, he jumped back and forth. So when uh, <laughs> he was there doing what she wanted, they were together. And then when she got on his nerves or the pressure got too much, then me and him was together. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I ended up finding out all of this, like the details years later. But I never, I felt like this woman does. Like I felt like the extra. I felt like I was not being considered. Um, now, I was younger when this happened. So now me talking to Kim back then, I would have said, babe, if you want to see him, see him. But you need to date other people. Like you need to have a roster at this point because this is not your man. This is her yeah. man. Yeah. You know, not to say they're sleeping together. Not, in my case, they was belly slapping. Okay. Yeah, they, <laughs> but you know, not necessarily. In case, you know, but you have to be like to me. It doesn't matter why you're doing what makes me uncomfortable. What matters for me is that I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. I think that there yeah. is a lot happening here. There's just far too much happening in this scenario. Mm -hmm. um, I'm okay with co-parents <laughs> having a great relationship. Meaning um, if she works overnight, he's taking care of the kids. Um, but there has to be boundaries. And I think there's boundaries missing. And my, so my real problem is the lack of boundaries. Um, there are couples like, uh, the rock, the, you know, the wrestlers left after yeah. the rock, his ex-wife is his manager and they have a production company together mm -hmm. and they do these movies together and every deal that he makes, she's a part of it. Mm -hmm. So even though they're divorced, they're still, they still work together, but he has another wife. He, you know, he's married, remarried. So, like, certain things are okay, but there has to be boundaries. And if I'm your girl and I'm telling you I'm uncomfortable and your solution is to break up with me, then I shouldn't be with you. Yeah. Instead of you bringing me in and helping me to feel comfortable um, and, you know, saying, well, maybe me working with my ex isn't the best thing because it's making my girl uncomfortable. Let me do something different you instead are like, I'm going to do what I want to do and you need to figure it out. That means you're not making space for me in your life whatsoever. Right. And you're telling me that I need to pick up the little crumbs and be happy with the little crumbs while you're giving a whole slice of your life to your ex. Be with her. Totally. 
totally agree with that. I think the worst thing that you can do to anybody is uh, have this open forum. Everybody gets to say what they want to say. Um, but if I'm telling you I feel uncomfortable about something, your solution to it is just deal with it. I think that that is definitely not that ain't your guy. That ain't the guy. Mm-hmm. That lets me know you can't resolve. You can't resolve this. Like you just have yeah. put your foot down, and you don't even want to hear um, my suggestion on what I'm saying that makes that could possibly make the situation better. But then you don't want to do anything about it. You're like, this is what it is. We're gonna stick to that, and that's what it is gonna be. My feelings don't matter. Is all I. I, I if, if I was her, what I would hear. Um, Again, another very similar situation that I've been into um, and what it creates, I think, for or what it created for me was this very uncomfortable feeling like, well, if I'm not appreciated, then I'm not going to be here. Like, I'm just going to I'm going to yeah. slow walk myself out of the situation because I need to go where I feel appreciated. Yeah. And, um, sure. There he's crossed a bunch of lines. I, I, to me, like the one thing you don't do, like sleepovers, like come no, on. No, you don't do no. that. Bring the kids to your house. Right. right. That's like, what I would tell my ex. You can yeah, keep your kids. You're a parent. But right. why you gotta stay over there? Right. You That's know not sense to me. You got a crib, y'all don't live together. They can come yeah. over there. And so many questions like that, like why you gotta do this and why you gotta do that. That to me, you know, to kind of go back to our, our last episode when we had our latte letters, it kind of lets me know that you can't take care of me. Like you're not willing to take care and hold mm-hmm. me down. That's um, right. And I think a lot of women may even start feeling like, well, if he can't hold me down, then why am I holding him down? Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I would have to. Yeah. I think in, in most cases, probably 99.9% of the time it's plum foolery. And if the situation was reversed, most men wouldn't put up with it for Absolutely one day. Not. So I must, I just be like, just, 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 just hear what you're saying to me. Then act like I'm saying it to you and tell me how far it's going to go. Not far right. at all. So right. let's just cut the foolery. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's an anyway. Like, we a lot we of tend too. as women to take more. Yeah, we, we take more. We wait. We are patient. We try to understand and um, work things out. But men don't have that type of tenacity. They'd be like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> we can learn Straight from up. that. We can learn from it. We can. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. I just don't, don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. And then definitely don't lie about doing it too. And it's not, to me, I almost feel like you're putting your kids in a worse situation because now I have to argue with you. Now daddy upset and he upset with his girlfriend, but he getting along with mama. What do I think about how, as a kid? What do I think about how relationships and things get resolved um, when daddy can't keep it together? You know, and, and it just looks bad. Why? Why is Daddy spending the night? Like, Daddy got his own house. Why we can't go to Daddy? Out? Yeah, it's confusing. I think it confuses them. Yeah, it makes them think and it's hope that the parents will be yes. back together. Absolutely. I'm, and... I'm so grateful my parents didn't do that. They separated. Mm, yes. when I was eight, and when my dad moved out, my dad moved out. He was mm-hmm. there. He he never even came over for dinner, and my mom was the cook. She cooked breakfast, lunch, and my mama from Mississippi. Okay, she been cooking since she, full meals since twelve years old <laughs> for her siblings. I know you that's know? right. Guess what? My daddy had to figure out how to eat <laughs> this whole. Yeah. Well, he ain't used to no. Um, and when I tell you, 
we are, I tell everybody to have three parents, my, my dad, mom, and my bonus mom. Um, and everybody has their proper roles, which goes back to what y'all talking about, about those boundaries. Yeah. Co-parenting can work respectfully. It just Absolutely. has to be boundaries. That's all. Yeah. Absolutely. But if there's yeah. boundaries, then yeah. we, you know, we can, the outs, cause I'm the outsider. If I don't, I don't have the, uh, the connection of a child. That's mm -hmm. going to be there forever. So you already coming in kind of at a disadvantage, kind of like, you know, yeah. Mm. Yeah, healthy yeah. co-parenting is perfectly fine. Yes. You know, I, I do love to see, you know, healthy co-parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd be at an event together with the kids and, you know, everybody's fine. <laughs> um yes. Or maybe it's a, a birthday celebration and, you know, dad and his girlfriend is invited and mom and whoever she's with is invited and everyone's together. Oh, or the parents take the kids out for ice cream. It's okay to be a healthy co-parent, but spend a night, you bringing a spend a night bag? Nah, fam. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That ain't gonna work. <laughs> no. All right. Ready for letter number three? Yes. Okay. Letter number three. Uh, should the other woman attend the funeral? Here we go. Shut up. Like, <laughs> here we go. I recently attended a funeral of a 70 plus year old friend of mine. There was an open mic segment allowing everyone to um, that wanted to come forward to come up and say memories about the deceased. There were um, accolades, especially about how he was such a good person and a faithful husband to his wife for over 30 years. The grieving widow sat in the front row, taking this and receiving hugs and kisses from everyone. The final person to approach the microphone was a stunning young woman carrying a blanket. Her words were, and I quote, I will miss him most of all. He was my best friend and we spent every day together, but I will always have a part-time, I will always have a part of him because this is his baby. <laughs> <laughs> that woman unfolded that blanket and a two-month-old baby popped out. She held that baby up in the air like it was from the Lion King and announced the baby's name after the deceased, was named after the, the deceased. Um, you could hear a pin drop in that place. I think I held my breath until the pallbearers took the casket out of the church. My question, should the other woman come to the funeral and does she have some sense of entitlement um, because she's, she's grieving as well? After, um, after all, if she loved him and he loved her, she may be hurting just as much as the wife. I, can I just say whoever wrote this, I hope is a writer because it definitely <laughs> sounds <laughs> like a book. Like, I love how she described everything. Yes. Well, short answer for me is, yeah, anybody can come to a funeral. Okay. Mm -hmm. So should the woman have come? Fine. Yeah, she can come. I don't think it's appropriate at all for her to have gotten on the mic and said anything Yeah. at all. If you want to have some kind of conversation because you're trying to get some benefits, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because you have this little baby. Well, then you have that conversation privately. But yeah. To me, that was some, you know, marking her territory type of foolishness. 
like y'all was spending every day together. So you didn't think to say to him, I need your wife to know this. We have a baby. You went nine whole months pregnant. And you ain't think to be like, hey, you need to tell your wife or I'm going to call her. You're going to wait till yeah. Come on now. So you're dead and gone to come to the funeral. Yeah. And, and you know what? She, she may have, I don't know the story, but she may have waited because that probably was the only time he would have allowed her to say anything public. Mm -hmm. That's the point. Yeah. Can't nobody stop her. But she made she made herself look terrible, like just not good. Yeah. <laughs> doing like a stank. That's when well, yeah, I don't say this about that. I, I've seen some very interesting things come across the mic at funerals. So any funeral that's of any close family member of mine that I have uh say so and how things are gonna go down there is no open mic session yeah. only folks allowed to speak will be those <laughs> listed on the program yeah. <laughs> and everyone in attendance <laughs> the officiants will know no 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 don't let nobody slip you no piece of paper and say they got something to say they were too much because no. they will slip that yeah. on the program <laughs> you don't get the mic because people get all kind of uh you know courage in the moment and get up there and start talking crazy, but now I'm gonna watch. With too much foolery. What y'all gonna do is sit out or get out. Everybody enjoy the program because nobody else is included on this. Okay. If it ain't on the program, it ain't happening. I know for sure um, it, when I am dead and gone at my funeral service, it will be a service where everybody can get up and speak and, but you know, not forever hold their feet. You can get up there and talk. And I think that speaks on my character. Like, I think yeah. if you, if you're the type of person that you know, if you hear and you still hear that you're going to have that type of program, you might want to make some changes in your life. <laughs> So everybody, yeah, but some people get up there. It don't even be about the deceased. Like I done been at funerals where the person get on the mic and say, "Mother Hubbard was a great mother. She was a praying woman, and all her grandkids are strung out on drugs. Y'all ought to be ashamed of yourself because yep. your grandma wouldn't want that. that for you." Like they'll oh, try. This ain't the time of the place. Call all the grandkids mm -hmm. drug addicts. Go sit down. <laughs> let me let me start my invite. Like, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is crazy. Um for her to do that. You can't, you can't, you can't. If you are in the if you are the side chick while living, you unfortunately are gonna have to remain the side chick in the funeral service because what what are you gonna get from the person in the casket at this point? She just better hope he left some insurance money for this baby. <laughs> Other than that, she a single mama. Yeah. She better, you know. All right. Now we're recording. Okay. Um, so morals to that story, don't attend any funerals that you're not invited to. Pretty much. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Or just sit in the back and be quiet. Don't don't get on the mic. Yeah, okay. you can grieve. You just just don't be coming up the you know break up uh, and all that. Because I know a fight had to break out, especially yeah. if they had kids, grown kids too. Yeah, I don't know. 
that's sure that didn't smooth over too easy. <laughs> yeah, and I think you bring up a good point, you know, too. Like, you know, if, if if the children don't know that they have a younger sibling, I think that's unfortunate. But um, I think that's it's kind of the deceased fault. Like, don't be having no affairs. Right. You know? Yeah, I used to tease my father all the time, asking him because I'm my father's the only child. So I would always ask him, "Is there going to be some long lost sister or brother popping up at your funeral?" And he always said no. And no, at his funeral, there was no un unknown sibling coming up. And to this date, nobody has surfaced telling me they my sister or my brother. So <laughs> I guess uh, <laughs> I guess he was telling the truth. Traumatized. Uh, my parents, who are still together, they they kept it. Well, for me at least, they kept me very sheltered. So um, a lot of this stuff is like, oh my god, I would die, you know. <laughs> like, okay. I just has ne have never had to deal with that kind of stuff. So yeah, no. Um, but then I have had to deal with some of that kind of stuff, and it is it's traumatizing for somebody, you know, that doesn't have to deal with that kind of stuff. But okay, uh, letter number four. Um, my, from a guy, um, from a guy who wrote this letter in, um, my wife has cheated on me. How do I forgive her? When I say something about her cheating, she gets mad. It's been about three weeks now and I haven't gotten over her cheating. I love my wife to death and my marriage, but I don't want to throw it away. What can I do? So, so this letter is written from, from a guy who's looking for help advice. Well, three weeks, you know, that's not really that long ago that it happened. So I'm sure um, emotions are high on both sides. And when I say emotion, I mean, there may some be some emotional insensitivity, some emotional sensitivity, mm -hmm. you know, during this time. But I think since he seems to want the marriage, I would uh, ask her about counsel, um, and, and individual counseling. I think they should have it together and individually. But, you know, because sometimes it's hard for a person to just say face-to-face -face why they cheated, <laughs> particularly a woman. You know, we, and we usually don't get caught unless we want to get caught. All right. If she's going to cheat, y'all, I'm not advocating. Let me just oh, say. Oh, yeah. You're not advocating for cheating, but it happens. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, he, uh, they, I mean, to me, I'm like, y'all need to be in some kind of counseling and therapy. Now, if she doesn't want that, because she may not, you know, cheating could have been her outlet, her way out, her exit strategy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, I don't know. I would, I think that that needs to be a conversation with a professional, though. Yeah. Because to me, him wanting to stay in the marriage does not mean he's forgiven her. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And sometimes people believe because they're staying that equals forgiving or forgiveness. And a lot of times it's not because he bringing it up three weeks later, but there are some people like 10 years later are still bringing it up. So they really haven't forgiven them. They've just, you know, like we were talking about earlier, sometimes people do stay for love, but that don't mean they like them or even trust them. Yeah. It's also not fair to uh, hold something over the cheaters, the person who cheated head. Like if you're going to stay, be married. You know, you can't hold that over their head. So that's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To me. Yeah. What you guys think? 
I agree with the, um, if he wants the marriage to, you know, try counseling and maybe out of that will, they'll be able to determine whether or not the marriage is salvageable or not. Um, but I think three weeks, yeah, that's still fresh and new. So she also needs to be understanding that this is fresh and new for him. And she needs to check her insensitivity to that and maybe, you know, be a more apologetic um, some people feel like, damn, I said I was sorry. Like, no, that doesn't mean instantly I'm over it because you said you sorry or because you over it. You know, you have to give me the opportunity to process my emotions and, you know, show me that you're willing to regain my trust. And therapy is probably, you know, a good way to figure out whether this relationship is worth fighting for or not. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's a lot of variables like you know I know it's hard for someone to say why they cheated but you know there needs to be something before you can forgive you have to understand what you're forgiving Um, did she cheat because she was bored did she cheat because she's unhappy with you and she's been telling you for months on end that she's unhappy with you or did she just get drunk and decide to do something? Like, what is it? What is it that I'm actually forgiving? Um, before you could say I forgive you and let's work past it and move on. Um, but if you know, if you know in your heart of hearts, you are not that person that can forgive and forget, or not even forget, but forgive and let it be forgiven, then move on. Um, it's no point of being with somebody and you're going to bring it up three years later. Like, yeah, and that time you cheated on me, either, either you've forgiven it or you haven't. So if you know in your heart of hearts, you can't do that, there ain't no point of being with that person. Yeah. And, and I mean, for, from his perspective and writing the letter, I, you know, he said he loves his wife to death and he loves his marriage. So he, he seems to be willing to, try to work it out. I, I think it's pretty big of anybody who's willing to accept what somebody did to them and tr- hope that it could be resolved and salvaged. I, I don't know many men who would probably do that. Um, I think no. they, when cheated on, they're probably more hurt um, because just facts, women do get away with it a lot more um, than men do. Um but I thought that was pretty big of him to say, like, look, this is a relationship that I am willing to fight for. I think, like, to your point, Bianca, he does have to see, you know, what exactly are you fighting for? Are you fighting for somebody who even wants to be with you? Right. Uh, you know, that's that the thing. Him. That's why I think it's that. That's why I think he's answering too quickly that he wants to keep his yeah. marriage. Yeah. And to me, and to me, that's concerning. To me, he wants to brush through this thing very quickly and move on with their lives, which how we do one thing is how we do everything. So even to Bianca's point, it's like, okay, you may have been brushing through some other things that I've discussed with you in this marriage, right? I don't know any, particularly men, that their first line of defense is going to be, you know what? I love you. You know, let's just figure it out. That's not, that's, that's some underlining maybe I don't mm-hmm. know self-esteem issues. Yeah. I don't know if it's I don't like to deal with stuff issues. Um, 
Or he cheating anyway. He cheating too. <laughs> he like, well, I cheated. Well, you doing it? Yeah, but mo again, most <laughs> men, just like we were talking about with the other situation, they're okay with cheating, but they're not too fond of you <laughs> doing it or the woman mm -hmm. doing it. So, yeah, he. I just, yeah, I'm concerned that he's so. After three weeks, it's like I just love her and I just want it to work. As you said, yeah. Bianca, it's like, what are you forgiving? Right. That's a big thing when a woman who's married lets and she allows a man to enter her body, another man. Most women don't just do that for no reason, you know? Right. So I don't know. That's they need to go talk to a professional. <laughs> yeah, they, they need some further conversation and discovery needs to be made before okay. we get to the forgiveness part like yeah some people are quick to forgive but what are you forgiving because what happens if it comes up again because you haven't fully addressed what the real issues are people don't necessarily cheat just because like i woke up on a sunday and today is the day um like what you know what's the purpose of this but like like kim said most people are not also like forthcoming with the reason and sometimes I think they don't necessarily even they're not self-aware to say well this is the reason why um, yeah. which is where that professional help come in to unpack and uncover the, the root cause of the issue and all that um, so you know the but the willingness to say I don't want to just walk away is maybe just a starting point um, but I think, you know, when they do all that unpacking and uncovering, they could discover mutually that really the relationship isn't the best for either person or they could grow closer. But yeah, it has to start with the willingness to address, address issues and do the work and all that. You know. Yeah, I agree. I think what's true about all of the letters or, or maybe the majority of them is that I think when 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 people bring cheating in relationships, if you're not the, the party that's cheating, I think it definitely, um, it puts the uh, the, the non-cheater in a position where it's like, you have, I, now I have to check myself because of something that you did to me. Now I have to unpack what, now what do I do as a person? Am I a, I got cheated on and I'm gonna stay type of person? Am I going to now become a cheater because I feel like everybody cheat? Am I going to, you know, be traumatized by this and not want to be with anybody? And I think that's the sucky part about cheating. You could be the person who's not, you know, doing the the bad thing, and now you have to do some inner searching on your own. Like now you're dealing with issues that you didn't even know you had. Right as the as the person that cheated on you like well what did i do wrong or mm -hmm. like what could i have done to prevent like you start putting that person on a journey for no reason and all the time it's because you have some insecurity in yourself is the reason why you cheated and it had nothing to do with your partner for sure which um, i think worked out for the benefit of the person who got cheated on like if you if you got cheated on, like there's there's this is the optimist in me, but there is like you can do something about it. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to now, you know, 
make you this bad person because that person showed their character. No, it could it could help you to be more aware um, when in relationships. You know what I'm saying? It could help you to be um, to know you, like the importance of knowing yourself, like you said in our last episode, the, the, the importance of knowing yourself. Um, I think it's so important because it can truly stop a cheater or someone who's harming you or not treating you right in any relationship because you can be like, nah, I ain't dealing with this. You know, yeah. and it just only opens you up to be with, you know, who you should be with. And I, I think so for the cheater, for the actual cheater, mm-hmm. they need to reevaluate why can I not articulate to my spouse what's going on with me, like Beyonce mm-hmm. said. You don't wake up and be like, oh, it's Sunday. Here's the day I'm going to cheat, right? Yes. So what was it that you weren't sharing? Because it could be a problem. Like, you may not be the issue, but you need to be able to articulate. Even if it's, it could be something like, and I, I've, you know, I've coached some couples <laughs> and sometimes they're just like, my wife is amazing or my husband is amazing, but I am really attracted to this other guy and he's okay that I'm married and we're willing to explore this. And actually I'm much more sexual than I thought I was before we got married. You know how many people get married and they don't even realize how important it is, how many times a a, a week they have sex and you marry somebody and they're not on the same page. One can say twice a month is fine and the other needs three times a week. But nobody talked about that. You know what I mean? So it's like you they should be able to articulate that. So it's sucky. It's real sucky um, for, for the person who's cheated on, but also the cheater. Because as you all said, it's it's like, man, you went kind of far. <laughs> What's going on with you that you would go that far? Yeah. My heart goes out to him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to, you know, think of relationships as like, the relationships are so hard. But I just truly feel like there's just somebody that's out there for everyone who's gonna get everyone and you know, hopes that for for me, you know, I find somebody that kind of just knows some of the stuff in the dough, like come in the door acting right, you know, come in the door knowing what's expected. Um, but in that, to, to that point, then it's important to kind of vocalize what you want, what you don't want, what you like, what you don't like, mm-hmm. all of those things. I vocalize it mm-hmm. and I'm okay if they are not okay with it. And I respect it because they know what they need. You know, yeah. they may be like, yeah, I don't have the capacity to give you X, Y, Z. Like me, I, you know, or some people, they need a person, they need to see their spouse daily. They need to be with them most of the time. So that's not the per- the person. You don't marry the person who travels for work. Right. You know what I mean? So a lot of it is alignment. I think mm-hmm. marriage is work in that it's intentionality. Mm-hmm. Right? You got to be intentional. You got, right? But I don't think it has to be like this horrible, hard thing. It's hard when you're not in alignment. Mm-hmm. And you just get married because y'all love each other. Oh, God, that is not enough. What's love got to do with it? Ain't that what Tina said? <laughs> Tina said it. Love is important, but it ain't everything. <laughs> yeah, it is. It should be the start of a thing, but it should wow. be some conversation after that. Yeah. yeah. 
I think a lot of times people try to make themselves fit into the, this picture. Mm-hmm. That's like, good. Oh, this house, the picket fence, the 2.5 kids, the car, the dog. Yeah. And because you want that whole picture so bad, you'll make yourself fit with, you know, somebody who isn't your fit. So if you know you want to be around your person all the time and your your husband or potential husband is a traveling salesperson, then maybe that ain't it, you know? Um, yeah, I think or, two people change over time. So it might yeah. start out as a fit. And then, That's if, real. you know, through the process of, you know, growth, evolution, development, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you start growing apart. But even that, I think, can be realigned if you talk it about it. And Absolutely, try, it can. You know, to address what, what's changing and how the changes, you know, could be done in a productive way. Because most people don't change overnight. If no. you know, There's plenty of couples that marry at 18 or 20 years old and who they were at 18 or 20 is somebody totally different at 35, mm-hmm. 40. Um, so most people don't change overnight. It's an ongoing process and it's your job as partners to talk to each other and say, hey, the, these are the type of things I'm thinking about doing now or this is how I'm feeling now and having that open dialogue. At the bottom line, communication is the key to the, the whole thing to even with this situation, with the cheating, there are so many conversations that could have been had before someone cheats. And that's what I just don't understand. If you're unhappy or if you, you know, want to explore some other things, have that conversation. Give me the opportunity to say, hey, I'm with it or hey, I'm not with it before you do it. Um, then everybody will be much happier. <laughs> And I just yeah, that's probably I, almost never gonna happen. <laughs> that is facts, but like, just bear yourself the frustration of I just pissing me off. <laughs> I don't understand her rudeness. Like, am, is she getting mad? Per his she apologized. Some people feel like I apologize. That settles it. Like, move no. on with your life. But no, yeah, work. no. So I, again, I'm I'm shocked. <laughs> This is what I'm trying to say. I don't think she cares. Yeah. It literally just happened. And she is, this is a woman we're talking about. Women are, like we just said earlier, patient, uh, peaceful, nurturing, right? So even when we've messed up and it's it's known, there is a level of, you know what, let me take a step back. Be a little bit, this just happened. She's not, if she's mad when he brings it up, that sounds like she didn't checked out. That sounds like she on some. I don't really care how you feel. This is what right. it is. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's just, which again, I don't know. It just kind of remember. You know, his first line of defense is to stay together. So I'm wondering, like, you know, is there some jelly backness there? Mm, yeah. And is she? Oh, is, jelly is, is, is he? Is he her hub son? Uh, you know, that. I don't know the situation, y'all, but I'm just saying it's it's giving that. It's yeah. giving he doesn't have a backbone. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a backbone. And she runs over him. That's Because this ain't the first time she done did something that I'm sure has upset him mm-hmm. or hurt him or, or negatively affected him. And she's like, whatever. You know, I, I don't know. 
Is it a situation where she's making a lot more money? Is she, you know, a high society or somebody of status that he doesn't want to let go of? It's just not making sense to me. I need more details. A man wrote it. It was the shortest one. So I know they like the. They it's like always the so short with men. Yeah. yeah, they do. They be they like, look, we finna give you these facts and do whatever you need to do with the facts. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I think. I. I. I keep bringing this up because this. This stuck with me. But um. Back to Bianca's point in regards to like communication and if if women just tell it. I know. I, I've also heard the opposing end from men. Like, well, I. I know y'all feel like as women, if we just tell y'all, then that you know y'all would be more understanding about the situation. And there was this pastor. And he was doing an interview with his wife and they asked him like, you know, what has kept you guys together? And he said, um, the fact that we have been able to have, you know, be, have communication. Uh, it wasn't cheating in his situation. It was, he was addicted to porn and he was just honest, like, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm having the urge to, to start back up this addiction. And he said what he was most appreciative about was that she didn't judge him. You know, she said she gave him all the reasons why he shouldn't, you know, do it. But I think that people should start being um, com have communication, have communication, ha have enough uh, respect for me that I can take what it is that you're going to say. Exactly. Because um, if I love you, I love you enough to go through the ups and the downs, you know, because I might have something that I need to share, you mm -hmm. know, with you and I want to know that you have my back. So I think that men should stop thinking that women can't take, you know, cheating or whatever the situation is that you might feel Honestly. like not happy with. Yeah, I think that it comes down to that respect. What she said, Shelly, is I can take a truth better than I can take a lie, even if it's a hard truth. Yeah. If you come to me and say, this is how I'm feeling, I could, I could digest that better than finding something out and realizing the past six months have been a total lie. Right. Like I, 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 it's cause now I feel like you don't respect me enough to have that conversation and you don't respect me enough not to do this thing because now I don't know who have seen you and walking around talking about me behind my back. Not that I care necessarily that everybody's talking, but it's like, now you got me looking stupid. Like, Talk to me first. Let me be in on it before something happens so I know what avenue we need to take. Is it something we need to fix or if it's something that you need to go out and do and we separate and go about our different ways. Um, but that communication, that respect has to be at the forefront of anything. And also, I feel like when guys say, well, if I tell you the truth, you're going to get mad. It's like, well, that doesn't negate my feelings. Like, just because you tell me the truth doesn't mean that I don't have the right to have a feeling about the truth. It's the, that, you know, respect me enough to tell me what it is so I can process. Yeah. What do you, what, Deanna and Kim, what do you guys think about that? Have you heard men say that? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, 
Well, I was just going to say, I did. I And and this is what they do. Y'all women want the truth until we give it to y'all. Mm. Do you want it or not? And I answered this question on Facebook, actually. And I said that we want the truth so that we can make an appropriate judgment. Yeah. That's why we want the truth. We're not, we don't want the truth to whoop you or to say it's okay. Not, no, this is like, give me the option to make an appropriate judgment. Um, right? So yeah. when you give me this bad truth, you should not expect that I'm like, you know what? You disrespected me, you but because you told me the truth, it's okay. It's okay. Like, no, that's not <laughs> no. How it hurts. But with adults, we say, hey, let me share this with you because I know this affects you. So I'm yes. giving you the truth. And then I get to decide what I want to do with that truth. Yes. And depending on what it is. The we, truth. Yeah. Yes. Give me the truth before the action because that's okay, too. Like, tell me that's what you are intending to do. Usually do that. that's gonna say, that, that's going to say you, Tam, me, Tam, the other person, Tam, that you're cheating on with. Because guess what? No, it may not be a situation where I might say, oh, you know, you cheated or you're you're going to cheat. That's OK with me. But now now I can then say, oh, it's you're cheating on me and it's not OK with me. Now, let me leave. Guess what? You ain't got to argue with me. We ain't got your, your clothes. Ain't got to be bleached. Not that I have none of that. <laughs> peaceful. It could be just as peaceful. Yeah, you can see the I think the problem is they want their cake and eat it too, as the saying goes. They don't want you to to you exercise your option to say no, that's not okay. Therefore, they don't want to give you the option to say it's not okay. And they know that it would be upsetting. Like logically, they'd be like, Yeah, who who would be okay with this if this isn't you know, if we didn't establish this as a non-monogamous relationship and now up want to change the rules, most people are not going to be like, oh, okay, well, thanks for, you know, telling me that's what you want and, you know, let's do it. It's probably going to be met with opposition. Therefore, yeah. to avoid the opposition, male or female, they're not necessarily going to, you know, communicate that because they I've already have a pretty good idea that it's not going to be met with... Uh, Oh yeah, okay. Let's do that. You know. Yeah. Um, Here's the tea. Not to say that it's it's you know it's selfish to not give people the option, but I think that's why people don't. You know, and some people are not effective communicators to say you know what's bothering them and all that. But like when they know it's something that you don't agree with, to avoid you saying no, they probably just not going to address it. You know, until so they have to. The like Here's the tea. If you know. You're going to do something that the other person isn't going to agree with. Why do it? Boom. My job. Yeah. I mean, it's selfish. It's immature. It's selfish and it's immaturity. Yes. Marriage and relationships, even with friends, but we're talking about relationships, love relationships, it's for grown folks. It is not for kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or the immature. A mature mind says, yeah, I am going to be met with opposition, but I did this. I made a choice. I made a choice. I've had to have conversations where I'm like, yeah, I did that. This is not going to be good. He may not talk to me again. And in some cases, they didn't. They was like, yeah, I'm done. I had to eat that. But I can, I can, I can take accountability for what I did. Right. So it's like, do you want to be a child or do you want to be an adult? Yeah. 
it's real easy to be a kid. Like I get it, mm-hmm. right? But you're gonna lose every time because the information is gonna come out and it's gonna be much worse <laughs> if you just had thought about it. And like you said, Bianca, just don't do it. Because right. that's another thing adults do. Oh, this is gonna be bad if I do this. This is gonna affect all these other things. I'm gonna stay away from that. That's not that important. Mm-hmm. That's adulting, you know what I mean? But you know, it ain't for the week. It is not <laughs> yeah. honest or for the children. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Watch the signs in the beginning. If he's acting <laughs> or he's acting like a child, uh, you're going to get child-like results um, from those. In the beginning, in the middle, in the end, wherever it, wherever it goes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so this is fun. Thank you yes. for back. We have to have you back again. I think this is all helpful. I think, I think, it, I think you would be lying if you can't say that you've been in similar situations or you could pull something out or been on the opposing side and um, you know didn't know what to do. So it's always good to ask for advice. It's always good to um, you know inquire. Hopefully, most people are inquiring before they make the actionable move. But um, I know we don't live in a perfect world where sometimes it happens afterwards. Um, so I say be honest with people, you know, be forthcoming with, with everything because don't waste anybody's time, any, anybody's time out here. Um, and be honest, honest with yourself that, that you got to start there being honest. Yeah. With Absolutely. I, I think, I think you've said that last time and I've, I've caught a couple of your videos where you've said that as well. Like, um, you do, you have, as a person, you have to take accountability, even if you're the non doer. You know, because then you make the decision from that point to me, in, in a sense, if that person may continue doing what they're doing. Yeah, that's right. I agree. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you, me. ladies, for having me. I had a blast. I always I can't wait. To be here. Yes. Thank you so much for coming back and joining us. It's always a good time. Yes, yes it is. And I'll be seeing y'all soon. At y'all. Yes. Yes. We cannot walk in the door. We might have to have a a, a latte letter session while you're sitting. <laughs> yeah, that would be dope. Yes. I'm down. Yes. That's a good idea. That is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we will see you soon. I was thinking like maybe we should put a a, a box in the shop where people could drop their latte letters in if they want. Oh. Yeah, that was that's mm-hmm. a good Y'all making a move. <laughs> For okay. sure. Thank you, ladies, so much. Before you Thank go, you leave everybody with your social media and anything that you have coming up and all of that good stuff. Okay. Um, Instagram is Kim Purdue Official, and I'm on Facebook as Kimberly Purdue, and my website is KimPurdue.com. And I am I don't have any any special things coming up. I'm just speaking and taking clients. So yeah. You can reach me at any of those places and we'll get you booked. Perfect. All right. And uh, yeah, Kim, your, your videos are definitely something that I, I tune into. It's a whole Thank bag. You. Thank you. You always got some beautiful scenery or some some Thank beautiful you. outfits on. So I'm like, I got to see what Kim's talking about. Let me just click on it. So yes, definitely we're going to post your social media and definitely follow Kim on all social media and if you are looking for advice she is definitely one to come to so thank you so much for being here again thank you so much will we meet again yep i'll see you all soon see you soon cam good night cam. Child, some lettuce was hot <laughs> <laughs> hot <laughs>
<laughs> yes. Oh, people, people are always faced with some something. And, and like I said, it's always good to like go to somebody and ask for help because I think people always have an idea of what they know is not right and what they don't want to be in anymore. But, you know, sometimes you need your, your sister friend to be like, girl, leave or um, the, here's what I would do or, mm-hmm. you know, call you out if you are wrong. Yeah. I think I think sometimes too, maybe in writing the letter or hearing somebody say it out loud, like when they hear the words out of someone else's mouth, that should be enough. Like, like, you know, so not necessarily that they even need that person to chime in and give their advice, but just hearing the words out of your own mouth or hearing it, somebody else regurgitate what you just wrote might be enough to say, yeah, I'm tripping or... Um, yeah, yeah the right situation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think a lot of times people know what needs to be done, but they just are too afraid to do it or want to hear that validation to you know help them make that decision. And sometimes people will get all the validation they need to do the thing that they know they need to do. We'll be like, well, what about this one little piece right. that has to just hold on to? It's like. You hold on to a thread, sir. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, so the, it's always good to have Kim on the show. We of course will always have her back. I'm gonna ask her to come back to lend her her advice. I think she is very good on self-reflecting. And that awareness. So we must do this again very, very soon, Kim. So we'll reach out to her and you guys make sure that you follow her on all of her social media. And yeah, we'll be back. Anything we want to leave the audience with, make sure we, we let make them Make sure know. you like, comment, subscribe, and share. And share. Also, check us out, 835 North Michigan Avenue, the Waters Tower Place, 7th floor. We're right around the corner from the elevator uh, next to Bath and Body Works, across from Garrett's Popcorn. So go get your popcorn, your throat is dry. You need something to drink, come to Cafe Coco Latte, get your coffee, get your sweet tea, your Georgia peach sweet tea, get your hot tea, get your water, get your butter cakes to take home and eat later when you got your socks off and you rubbing your feet together on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) We got it. So we're Friday, Saturday, 11 to 8, Sunday, 12 to 6. Yes, girl. Sell it. Sell it. And as <laughs> always, in partying, keep it keep brewing. Keep it brewing. See you guys soon.